welcome to Nathan Cage Injury Podcast. On the couch there, I've got the one and only Chris Baber. We're going to be discussing his life from up north, coming down south, becoming, you know, going through normal jobs, nine to five, doing the night shifts, to becoming a model, to going through to being a celebrity chef. Amazing to have yeah. you on. Thank Cheers, you so mate. much. Thanks for having me. But pleasure. So, everyone wants to know, yeah. tell me about this journey that started from when you were a kid. Because I know that you had a, you know, starting a business at, at home, at school. Yeah, I always, I don't know, growing up, first of all, I always had a passion for food. <laughs> and that was just like genuinely a passion. I can't remember not getting in from school. Like I chuck ready, steady, cook on. I'd just be in the kitchen and just obsessed with how I could turn some ingredients into a meal. And also getting that reaction when people like your food. I guess it's like for a footballer scoring a goal, you know. It's like, <laughs> come on. It's a score. Yeah, yeah, so either way, that was always a passion. But you're talking about the business at school. I always had this drive that I wanted to work for myself and do my own thing. And uh, me and a friend set up a car washing business. Why do you think that was? Why do you think from an early age you wanted to set up a business? I don't know. I've just always had this work ethic and thought... I want to make something of myself, mm. and and it's strange because I grew up in a market town. I wasn't surrounded by Ferraris, and I wasn't exposed to much of that. I just had this drive inside of me, and it was just I, I don't know, just so self motivated to do something like you felt you had like a calling. Like, yeah, I need to do yeah, more. I need to do more than just the average, and it was quite cool walking around school with like you know your, your whole stack of fivers. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, and there is a food business we'll get into as well. But either way, the first business set up a car washing business with a friend of mine, made little business cards, putting them through the doors, and then we ended up with a round. And we, I mean, we was thirteen years old, making like a hundred quid each on a Saturday. Wow. And we used to treat ourselves to a little business lunch at the Golden Dragon <laughs> Chinese Restaurant in Hexham. <laughs> Counting our uh, money. And I guess that's what, once you get a taste for, wow, I can do this on my own, and you start seeing the result, it's amazing. And when I was at school, this is a good one. I just, well, my dad used to make me an amazing packed lunch, two Belton sandwiches. (laughs) And I was training at the time, so I was like, Dad, I need two sandwiches. He didn't know for the whole high school, because we lived in a town, there wasn't like a sandwich shop close by, it was like a mile walk away. I used to sell that second sandwich for the whole of... um, the high school and I was and literally supply and demand if it was raining people would be like I'm not walking to the shop today price will go up yeah I'd be like, oh, I'll give you two quid I'll be like well Matty Watson's offered three and then <laughs> rain starts coming down then Andy's pitching in with four quid and then at the end of school I sort of said to my dad look for the whole of school I've been selling your second sandwich I'd saved about five grand or something That's and crazy. I've always had this thing about saving but yeah that was sort of the early entrepreneurial spark that I knew was in me growing That up. is incredible. So it's all about, you, you understood the supply and demand yeah, issue. That is incredible. Literally. So going from school, yeah. so you left school, good education? Yeah, great. I mean, I loved school. I'd probably say I was there for a, for a good time, not a long time. It was, yeah. I, I had a great laugh with my mates. Yeah. I, I think if I put my mind to it more, I could have been more academic. Mm-hmm. I always felt more practical. Um, and I just enjoyed, I genuinely loved school, but I didn't have ever have an aspiration to go to uni because I had this thing of I don't just want to follow the crowd so many of my mates were like oh, I want to go to uni and say well what do you want to do so I don't really know I'm going to do like just some random degree because everyone was like we're at that stage make a decision head off to uni I'm like that isn't for me my dream was always to do something that I was passionate about yeah. and work for myself and I always try and make a difference that was That's like nice. a big thing for me I've always found I love helping people and inspiring people no matter what calling it's in um, so it was like, I need to do something on my own. And I set up another business when I was like in my later life at school. And it was a discount business for like nightlife in Newcastle. Oh my God. So I, I wasn't even old enough, should I be saying this? Yeah, go, go for it. Yeah, bars, absolutely. But I literally had a pitch in the gate and I'd got deals with a friend of mine with all of the clubs. And it was like, 
uh, buy one get one free shots, queue jump free entry, tons of the restaurants in Newcastle discounts. And I used to turn up, this is while I was still at school, seven o'clock in the evening, sell these to all the stag do's, hen do's. Um, and we used to do that. And then when the recession hit, this saw me through the end of school and I was doing this as my job. Yeah. And then the recession came in and Newcastle just died on its arse. Wow. So it was like, right, what do I do next? Mm-hmm. And then a friend of mine was like, Chris, there's a job going where I am. It's night shift. And I went, do you know what? Why not? I'll yep. just go and transition straight over. I'll be there for a while. And I really didn't like this job. And I got stuck into a rut for yep. a few years of, um, of doing this. Why do you think you got stuck into a rut? Was it just the, the security of knowing that there's a bit of an income? I think. You knew how much you were spending every month? Not necessarily that. It was more just I didn't know exactly where I wanted to go. Because mm. I lived in this town that you didn't have a million options. I hadn't been to uni. I had no aspiration to go to uni. I just knew I want to work for myself. And I felt very frustrated. And I actually started, a couple of years into this job, I started doing a lot of reading, self-help books, motivational books. And the book that changed the way I thought was Think and Grow Rich, mm-hmm. Napoleon Hill. And after reading that, I just thought, I've, there's more to me than this. And yeah. I literally left my job. Not there's anything wrong with that job. I just knew inside it wasn't for me. Do you? Th- sorry to interrupt, but do you think... So you know you said you read books, you had yeah. self, self-help yeah, yeah, things. Yeah. People always say you should surround yourself by great people, yeah. but if you can't surround yourself with those people, on. listen to books yeah. or audio read books tapes. and yeah, yeah, listen to audio books or whatever. And I found that that's where I was getting this. Mm. And the more you read the books, you realise surround yourself with people, but if they're not necessarily there, yeah. and then it's also been sort of disassociating from the wrong crowd. Nothing wrong with the crowd I was in, but to get to where I wanted to be, you've got to maybe spend a little bit less time with certain people that can take you in one direction. Yeah. And then either way, I started working like a sales job. Again, just no fulfillment because yeah. I was working for someone else. And I'm thinking, if I can do this much on my own, and then basically that came to an abrupt end. <laughs> yeah. And then I fell into doing some modeling. A friend of mine, Chris, this agency I'm with, he was really successful to see you. Uh, they want to take you on. I started doing that. I was like, great, I'm earning some money. How was modelling? I mean, how, how you, I mean, if someone said, oh, Nathan, I'm going to do some modelling, yeah. that would be really out of my comfort zone. It's something oh, I feel really uncomfortable to do. Totally out of my comfort zone. But to be honest, a real good laugh. And it helped build up confidence <laughs> yeah. that I probably didn't have before. Um, do you remember your first shoot? Um, ooh. Or one, is there one that sticks out? You think yeah, that, was a, that was a good shoot? A good, not a good shoot, but a good laugh. So this was like right when I started. I got signed up to do some like dodgy fashion show in uh, the Metro <laughs> Centre in Gateshead. And we had to learn like a dance routine and stuff to model like the clothes. And it was right in the middle and everyone's <laughs> walking around. That was a good laugh. But I used to work with Barbara a lot, the jacket company. So mm-hmm. I became like a face a bit for Barbara. Yeah. And that was like a really steady, consistent flow because they're based up near where I was in South Shields. Um, but again, I just felt no fulfillment or passion. Yeah. But what I did used to do was bring food in when I was modelling because I had this thing I was always just cooking away at home. You know, I used to make pack lunches for everyone and everyone's like, why aren't you doing something with food? Did you realise you had a passion for food? Always knew I had a passion for it. Yeah. But I never aspired to be a restaurant and a chef. Mm-hmm. I always had this thing in my head of when I was younger, if I'm going to work in food, I want to be a TV chef. Yeah. And that was always up there. And I never really mentioned it to anyone. I just knew, don't want to work in a restaurant. I want to work on the TV and inspire other people to cook. Yeah. And I used to text photos of my friends' uh, food to my mates, especially when I was like modelling. And everyone's like, Chris, 
Stop texting me. I'm getting annoyed. Set up social media and show me how to make this yeah. food. Because it looks so good and I'm sat at home, they're eating pot noodles or whatever. And I'm like, just made this. It was dead easy. Um, so, either way. Do you, do you remember your first post on social media? I do. It yeah. was some scones. And I were in my parents' garden. Big stack of scones. There was a thing of raspberry jam. And I just wrote something like, homemade scones. Spot on. And it was this thing. I once read uh, in a book, it said, the start is what stops most people. Mm. And I didn't really know where to start. And I thought, actually, you've got to take action. Yes. And actually, let's just take a photo. My friend had to help me set up Instagram because I'm right technophobe. Yeah. Took that photo and posted it. Then I thought, well, if I'm going to do it, everything I've ever done, I'll commit. I'm all in. Every single day, a new recipe, just one of my own. Literally, what I'd had for dinner, photographed it, put the recipe on. And I just started getting this traction. People were loving the recipes. And that just comes back to this thing of, like, people were enjoying it. And I felt like I was giving. Yes. Like, I'm actually, I'm not just taking a selfie. I'm literally just saying, here's a recipe. Go away and make it. And the thing I loved the most is someone messaged me, Chris made that pasta dish with the kids. It was dead easy. They loved it. And we're going to have the leftovers for lunch. And we ate some veggies. And I'm like, fantastic. And it's that when I started thinking, this is... I'm using my real passion for food that I never thought I would work in, and it's turning into something. Why do you think it was so important for you to share your love for food? Like, you know, you're taking a photo of yeah. something, then you're telling them to cook. Yeah. Do you think it's when they try that and then they think they've made it, they've gone, oh, that was amazing food? Yeah. Is it that same sort of thing you talked about earlier on, that, that goal when someone tries your food and they go, yeah, amazing? Yeah, I mean, it's people enjoying it, and it's that feedback. It, it's fantastic, and it's more for me, it's thinking I've inspired someone to cook from scratch they didn't used to do it. Yeah. That, for me, is the big thing. And it's shown people just how easy it is to cook simple, delicious food at home. Because these are the stuff I'd be talking to my friends like, well, how do you make that? I'm like, oh, it's dead easy. Like, no, I don't believe you. But either way, I kept posting away, and I just loved it. Yeah. And then I was still, like, modelling part-time. But I thought, right, I really need to make some of this. This is my real passion is food. And it always had been. And then I had about 10,000 followers and this guy from the BBC contacts me and said, Chris, we've got this show called Yes Chef. It's like a daytime version of MasterChef. Do you want to do it? And at the first I'm like, is this guy a joker? Like, I said, <laughs> if, if you're so true, there's my number, give me a ring. Phone rings instantly. Nah. I'm like, oh, Christ. So I pick up the phone. Sure enough, it's all a real thing. And then it was filmed in like a couple of weeks' time. And this, for me, was one of the best parts of the story they said we're going to have to send you an application anyway filled it out who's your favourite chef it said Atul Kutcher who's my favourite chef he was the first Indian chef to get a Michelin star I've got this real passion for spice and Indian food followed him since I was a kid one of the people that inspired me to cook when I was a youngin Um, and then it said what's going to be your signature dish on the day and it was this pan fried sea bass with a coconut curry spice new potatoes yeah I can do that now (laughs) based on one of his dishes that I'd cooked when I was really young. We used to do it for my family. So I turn up on the day, sure enough, got all his ingredients out for this sea bass curry, and then they announce, Chris, today the guest judge is Atul Kutcher. And I'm thinking... Ah, no! Yeah, I'm like, this goes one way or the other here. Yeah. It's, um, it's going to be the best thing ever, or I'm going <laughs> to burn and crash. And either way, I made him this curry... And I couldn't believe it. I was starstruck. I'd never done anything with TV or food. And I'm in the studio kitchen thinking, <laughs> I love this. But when we got started, yeah. I just had this thing being like, I feel like this is where I belong. Mm. It was such a weird thing. Like, I remember turning up to the first modeling thing, a bit nervous. But I went into there just like 
feeling so comfortable and relaxed with food in front of me talking about it. Yeah. I'm like, this is what I dreamt of and always really wanted to do deep down. I just didn't really tell many people about it growing up in a small market town. I want to work in TV with food and inspire other people to cook. And either way, I carried the dish up to him to taste. I'm literally shaking. I put yeah. it down and he ate it and he just stared at me for about 10 seconds and he just went, Chris, you've absolutely nailed it. Ah, oh, I love that. And that... I can still smell it. I can remember that. And when I really think about it and like visualize that experience again, it gives me goosebumps. That's a part of your motivation then every yeah. single day. Like when you t- bringing you back yeah. to that and that feeling, that thought, Mate. that gives you that every day I want more, yeah. more, more, more. Yeah, more. that's it. And it, it just thought like this all came around because of a plate of food. That's how much I love food. And this is what it can do. And then after the show, I ended up winning it, which was great. Like, hooray. Yeah. But then... Atul said, Chris, I know you use social media. This is a Michelin star chef. He said, you can really cook. And I thought, wow, it's always great. You get the recognition of friends, family. Oh, yeah, your food's great. Yeah. How great is it really? But then when a Michelin star chef says you can cook, your confidence goes up. You go, right. And he said, if you want a job, move to London. Come and train with me in my Michelin star restaurant. And I said, when do you want me? And he went, like, straight away. And I went, do you know what? Why not? Yeah, because... It must have been quite an uncomfortable feeling for you doing that, right? Really you uncomfortable. lived up, up north yeah. all, you know, all your life. Always lived up north in a market town. I didn't go to uni. I had never been travelling. hadn't done a gap year. Wow. I always wanted to work for myself and stuff, but I, I don't know. I'd never really flocked away from home mm. or like taken a massive leap. But everything I'm reading is you've got to take a risk. Yes. And if you really believe in it, because for the first time... I had an opportunity to do something that I was incredibly passionate about and really believed in, which was food. And I thought, do you know what? Let's go for it. Two weeks later, I've literally got on... I've got a selfie on my phone of me at the station on the train with my dad on the platform. And I just remember, like, being in tears, leaving to London with my suitcase. And then, like, literally, two weeks after this conversation, I'm working in a Michelin-star restaurant in the middle of Mayfair, just being like, this is bonkers. <laughs> and then I went... I was working in there getting on really well with that all, learning an incredible amount. I mean, I've elevated my skills to the next level. And then after about six months, it got to a point where I could really start progressing in the restaurant business or potentially going to business with that all. We were looking at maybe doing our own kind of place. But what I really realized was I missed that feedback from Instagram of me sharing my own recipe to inspire someone else to Mm -hmm. cook. So what I really discovered even more so as my passion is to inspire others to cook rather than serve a plate of food yeah amazing so much respect for it a michelin star plate of food to a customer who pays a lot of money for it incredible yeah but my real passion and calling was to show actually show someone else how to cook yeah rather than to cook for them, them. yeah so then i made a decision i said atul Thanks for the opportunity. And we've remained incredibly good friends. He's still an amazing mentor. Amazing. And I'm going to do a night with him at his new restaurant. So you'll have to come to that. Yeah, for sure. Um, But I thought, I'm in London. This is, if I'm going to make it, this is it. I've moved down. I've elevated my skills to this level. I've got a passion and a belief in what I'm doing. And I'm just going to leave and focus on my own vision, which is to inspire the nation to cook from scratch using fresh ingredients and I'm all about a balanced diet, no trends, fads, or any of that rubbish, just a good old balanced diet, everything in moderation. And it's not sexy or cool because everyone was like, oh, you should jump on a trend. Why don't you do like vegan month? Mm-hmm. Or like you should do like um, high carb, low carb. And I thought, 
I could, and I could probably grow quicker, yeah. but it doesn't align with me and who I am. 100%. And that's a massive thing you just yeah. picked up on. It's what you believe in. Yeah. It's what your passion is. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just doing stuff for other people. Yeah. When you're not doing... People buy who you are yes. and what your yeah. passion and love is. And I think you can... One guy said to me once, he's a chef in Australia, and he went, all I can say is you're at the beginning of your journey. Stick to your values. Mm. And honestly, the, I mean, now I'm working with M&S. I'm the first sort of face of, of, and now I'm working with M&S. I'm the face of fresh food. Yep. So our vision is to inspire the nation to cook from scratch using fresh quality ingredients, yep. which is what I really believe in. So it works really well for both of us because nice. we're on this amazing journey together. Had I have gone and taken opportunities on my way to this point, yep. which weren't aligned with my values, it can put people off working with you because you might do something for short-term gain, That's but right. you've got to think long-term. My true belief is that. So either way, I'd left the restaurant, continued to hustle. I'm in London. I've done things like I set up a cooking club for kids with Blue Peter. Wow. Again, for me, the reward of just showing some kids of how to cook, easy food from scratch, fantastic. I worked, obviously, with various brands. I've done quite a lot of charity work, but just kept posting my recipes. Yeah. And you get to go to fancy events, eat in nice places, but genuinely, you the got- best thing about my job is those DMs. Chris, we made that last night. The kids even helped make it. I've never cooked a meal for 10 years. It was delicious. <laughs> and that, for me... Is amazing. It's probably the same as David Beckham put one in the top corner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As sad as it may sound, but just, I love inspiring people. And... Yeah. After sort of two years of doing that, of working with my dream partnership, I'm going to say it's not just any partnership, obviously, <laughs> uh, with M&S. And now I'm at this point where I'm inspiring the nation to cook from scratch. I'm using all the M&S fresh ingredients. Yeah. And it's all about family meals. And it's everything I've believed in. Are your meals easy to cook? Because I'm not yeah. a cook. So you're, I am your perfect yeah, demographic. Yeah, yeah. I shop in M&S yeah. and I buy their ready meals, yeah. right? Is, is it easy to cook or do you okay so do you, it always says yeah. this meal this recipe would take you yeah. 25 minutes to cook yeah, yeah, it yeah. would take me 45 minutes yeah. to cook but is that just the first time that you cook it it might take a little bit longer um, and then the second time it probably is 25 minutes well here's a great analogy I use cooking is like going to the gym we've all been there and done it the first six weeks it's a hard slog yeah. you've even got to think about putting your trainers on it's not routine and then you're getting, you feel like you're getting nowhere. But the first day you look in the mirror and you go, wow, I've put some size on or I've lost some weight. Then that becomes addictive and mm-hmm. you go, I want more of this. And for me with food, that first time someone makes the dish, you go away, you follow the instructions, they work, you eat it and you go, bloody hell, that was delicious. Yeah. Then you go, actually, that was really easy. You want to do it again? Mm-hmm. Because you realise how easy it can be. But what I do with all of my recipes is they're tried, tested, a lot of people might just write it and say 20 minutes. I will make sure it is. And I always have like maybe a child in mind from when I did work with Blue Peter. Could a child do it in that amount of time? Because whether you're a novice, beginner or whatever, it should be the same time for everyone. 100%. Yeah, so, I love that. So yeah. you genuinely like you believe that yeah. they are within that time 100%, frame. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that answers that one. I love that. That yeah. is so good. So, if, so now yeah. you're following your passion yeah so now you're in partnership with m yeah. which is unbelievable yeah. you're inspiring the nation yeah. to go out and cook with yeah. fresh ingredients what is it that is what's the next thing that's going to come yeah. like what's what's the next part the next part where cookbook that's oh. on the cards but again it's like i i want to do a book to inspire the nation to cook fresh meals from scratch home cooking 
it's a lot of people might have I've been offered cookbook deals for the yeah. past few years and I've turned them all down because for me it's timing I want to wait until I've got the bigger platform mm. to tell more people about it yeah so for me my first book is going to be massive yeah and it's going to really inspire people uh what else is coming up uh we're looking to get a bit of a regular slot on the tv mm-hmm. can't really say where and what now but it's in the process and again people say why do you want to do tv mm. And genuinely, it's not to be famous. It's not for any of that. It's because it's a bigger platform to, insp- to literally inspire more people. So yeah. uh, Instagram at the minute, 119,000 followers. When I'm on the TV, it could be a couple of million. Yeah. So it's the same message, just to more people. So you're, you get your buzz out of giving. Mate, that's, that's what your buzz yeah, is. Yeah, it literally is, through the medium of food. And then there's a couple of my own TV shows that we're like working on next year, which may involve a bit of travel, but again... Can't give so much away on that right now. But yeah, Next Steps um, really is all based around inspiring other people to cook from scratch. But a book, TV's on the way, and just keep cracking on with M&S. I genuinely love it. I'm working with the most amazing, inspiring team there as well. Yeah. And yeah, it's just going, it's going really, really well. And what their M&S are looking to do is change the perception mm-hmm. people have. You've just mentioned, they're going to M&S to buy the ready meals. They're outstanding. Yeah. But... It's a destination to go and buy your fresh ingredients too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so things are changing with those guys as a business, and they're nice. not going to come away from all the amazing things. But no. people go in to buy the ready meal, the cake, the convenience food, and special occasions, and then they might go elsewhere. Well, they're also saying, you know, we also do great fresh ingredients. Yeah, that's it. Like we we are great at these meals, yeah, yeah, but we've yeah. also got unbelievable fresh yeah. ingredients, which they do have. Yeah, and then it's just me coming in and going, "This is how you make something delicious with these fresh ingredients," and it's dead easy too. Do they have um like you know, for instance, you have to go find like that sauce from yeah. there or that sauce yeah. from there? Do they have them already? Um, is there a place where you can sort of like you know like sort of the dine for two or whatever yeah, you can literally yeah, yeah. pick up the bottle pick up the pick really up that. exciting we've well we've got recipe cards in store yeah. uh, we've just released like recipe kits yes. so you've seen things you can order online mm-hmm. whereby um, you get the right amount of ingredients for that particular dish with a recipe card we're now doing those so that's going to be a big thing and yeah. what I've learnt moving to London is convenience is key mm. everyone seems to have more time up north move to London people are shorter on time also they've got less storage space in the house yep. they're living in smaller flats so if you've got just enough ingredients for that one recipe then we're away that's a great shout so if you are looking yeah. for recipe kits they're going to be they're coming soon or they're they out now yeah they're out now but we're going to be launching like a lot more, more. of them amazing the you've grown up in a small market town yeah. you're now fulfilling your dreams and ambitions yeah. what sort of sacrifices have you made because obviously yeah. being successful is not all plain sailing no like give me an idea of like some sacrifices that you might have, may have had to make well the biggest one i guess was leaving all of my friends all of my family yeah leaving everything up north i didn't know one person in london but i just knew that i believed in what i was going to do and i just had to go for it and to be honest that probably is the biggest sacrifice starting in a new city when you grow up in a town of like 10 or 20,000 people to move yeah, to London course. culture shock I've, I've, I, I had to live when I first came down in a horrible environment because prices of living in London yeah. it's bonkers and when you're just starting out it was, that was such a big sacrifice you go from living in the comfort of your mum and dad's house <laughs> like literally you take it for granted I've got the countryside around me rolling hills to move to a tiny flat in London, didn't have heating. Yeah. But then every morning I'd wake up motivated because I believed in what I was trying to nice. achieve. 
Do you have any habits? Like, are there any sort of habits that you might have, like a gratitude, like yeah. gratitude prayer, or I don't know, any sort yeah. of rituals or habits that you do? Big time. So one of my habits is reading, and I guess I've picked up a lot of this from reading books. So uh, for me, positive attitude's key. Yeah. And it really, really isn't. For me, habits, I work out first thing in the morning, but generally I wake up, um, and while I have my cup of coffee, I try and do like 10 pages of a book, Ooh. something quite inspiring, yeah. at least 10, even 20, depending on how long the coffee takes. And then I like to go and work out. And this is a weird one. Well, I will share it. Every day when I eat my breakfast, I don't, I, I generally eat it after the gym. And I just literally think about all the stuff I'm grateful for when I'm eating my porridge. Amazing. And I just sit there eating it going like, think you could have had a terrible day yesterday. You don't know what's going to happen that day. But just for those moments, you just think, do you know what? I'm so grateful that my parents supported me every step of the way on this journey. Yep. I'm grateful even for the knowledge I'm reading in these books that I love. I can recommend a few later. I'm grateful for all my friends and mentors, which I think is a key thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm really big. I don't write anything down, but I just think about that every morning. Do you believe in having a mentor? Big time. Yeah. I think it's key. And whether you class them as a mentor, just someone that supports you. Accountability partner. Yeah, yeah. just someone that has no ulterior motive other than they want to help you. And I found that I made such an effort when I moved to London to, I didn't know anyone. <laughs> I'm going to surround myself with a group of people that, um, like, you can choose who you spend your time with, should I say. Cool. So I made such an effort to spend time with the right people. Yeah. But we, yeah, I think mentors are key and I don't really know where to go with that. Well, I'll just take it back to yeah. something I mentioned yesterday. So I heard someone hating on somebody for their friend doing well. Yeah. And that's something that really gets on my tits, oh, right? When people Big hate time. people, right. So my point is, is that how, if you know that someone's hating you doing yeah. well, what, what sort of what sort of action, what could you do about that? I mean, Big, easy one for me. I just, I'm not bothered what other people think. Yeah. I've just, I let that go a long time ago. Like, it's just, I've got, as much energy as I've got in a day, and I can't be wasting any of my energy, bothered if he doesn't like what I'm doing or I've done well and he's not happy about it. Well, if he's got time to think about that, great. Yeah. I'm just going to focus on me, my friends, where I want to get to. And I just, I, I just... Chop them out. Yeah, just chop any negativity out. Don't need it. Do you just try and surround yourself with positive people and like-minded people now? Big time. Because obviously when you came to London, like you said yeah. you didn't know anyone. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. all of a sudden now, do people now want to spend time with you? Because yeah. you sort of get to a certain level of yeah. success and everyone's like, oh no, I want to be with Chris. Yeah, I think for me when I first moved down, it was like, I'll be totally honest, I spent a lot of time on my own. Yeah. Because I made this thing in my head of, I don't want to get sucked into the wrong crowd. Mm. And to be honest, there were times where you could go a few days, you don't really see anyone or do anything, but I'd rather have one quality day out or night out with someone amazing than be out every night just to get to the point where you know everyone, but what happens when the shit hits the fan? Yeah. It's that small group. What I found, like, moving away, you need... It's just, for me, a small group of really close friends yes. that would do anything for each other. Do you find that those people support you in what you do? Big time, yeah. yeah. they do. And yeah. they sort of... They share what you're doing and they yeah. help you sort of get to that next level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you find people that have come out of the woodwork that you haven't spoke to for years that have now come back and gone, Hi, Chris, do you remember me? Yes. Mm. And I'm sure that happens to a lot of people, of but... Course. What do you do in that situation? Because you know that they're they're they're, they're jumping on something, yeah, yeah. right? What do you do in that? Do you like go? Look, it was nice. I lovely knowing you. Yeah. If you ever need anything, let me know. But yeah. 
you're not going to take the piss. Yeah, I never really ignore people. I just say, oh, thanks, great, good to see you. But I'm not going to start striking up a really close friendship with them because they haven't been there for all of the... Yeah. I mean, there's one great one up north when I was first getting started with all this. Really close friend of mine overheard a conversation with these lads from school in the pub. Oh, that Chris Baber, what's he think he's doing with all this food? Who's he think he is? And, like, it doesn't bother me at all because I'm really not bothered. But it's quite interesting. Then you go home a few years later... And the next thing, they're shaking your hand, doing all this. Yeah. Oh, I want to get you a drink. It's like, yeah, all right, right, mate. mate. Yeah. What do you, have you had any trolls yet? To be honest, I don't really get any negativity. I don't talk <laughs> about politics, religion, mm. race. All I want to do is <laughs> like, like food. yeah. And I get the odd person like might go, um, oh well, that that curry didn't work. And I'll I'll say I'll leave I'll leave them a voice note, and they'll go, oh yeah, well I used. Um, I used yogurt instead of cream, and I'm like, "Well, there you go then." That's like, <laughs> that's but I, why. And then I'll actually genuinely help them. But if someone has a problem, I, I don't really get any. I have, so far, I don't think I've had a, what you class as a troll. Yeah, you get the odd thing come in, but then I'll take the time to have a chat and that's really sort nice. It out. Yeah. Fair play to you. Yeah. So as you know, I try and get as many questions in as possible yeah. from people. We didn't get so much no. time. Yeah, um, we're literally sorting this out at like six o'clock this morning. <laughs> so I'm going to come up today. I'm going to get this done. <laughs> there you go. Um, at what point in your career did you start posting pictures about sharing your love for food and how did it make you feel? Yeah, so I think it was it ooh, th- three or four years ago, August the 22nd ooh. or something like that. Wow. And it was some scones yeah. in the garden and it was this thing of like, I'm going to just take action. I baked these, let's set up Instagram. And I remember pressing like post or yeah. whatever it was at the time and I just thought, and I tried hashtag, didn't know what it was. And someone's liking it and commenting, oh, they look lovely. And I felt, it felt amazing. How, it did, you know, sometimes like you post something and you don't get yeah. the traction that you want. Yeah. It was only points in the time you thought, oh, this is not going to work. Or did you just think, I need to be consistent with this? Consistency. That's yeah. a big thing. It's like Instagram stuff, it's up and down, algorithm, this, that and the other. And also, when you're first getting started on it, you work out, Maybe if I was posting sweet stuff every day, you might find people aren't so interested. So you've got to try different things and also use it as feedback. Yeah. You could look at a few posts that didn't do so well and like, mm, there's a similarity between all of them. Mm-hmm. Then look at the ones that are doing better and go, well, maybe do more of that and less of that. So I just try and use everything. I think there's a positive in every situation. Like that. I love that. There's a positive in every yeah, there situation. Is. You can always take a positive from anything. That is the difference, guys, between... Someone always being negative and someone going, do you know what? Negative shit happens, but there's always a positive from it. That's the difference of you being able to go from there to there. there. I love that. Okay. That's really good advice. Are you single? I am, yes. There you go. Single and ready to mingle? Yes. Or are you dating? No, I'm not dating. I'm I'm, I'm fully single. Ah, There you go. Ladies or guys, I'm not going to say. Um, I like this question because it's something that I would probably ask. What's the toughest thing for you to cook that you try to avoid? Ooh. Interesting. I like that. I need to have a think about that. The toughest thing to cook, I'm trying to avoid. What, is there something that you think, oh, I'm trying to avoid that, but... I don't know. What is, what is actually, what's probably the toughest thing to cook? I don't know, it depends what you do more of. <laughs> I don't do loads of baking and cakes and stuff. Mm. I mean, I can do it, but it's, there's more method in it in terms of weighing it all out. Um, I'm trying to think. That's a tough one. I guess what you wouldn't want to do is like try and do a chocolate fondant live on TV and for it not to work, (laughs) that kind of thing. But again, with food, 
for me, I'll practice and practice and practice until I know I can nail it. I would never go out there and go, right, day one, I'm just going to go in. I think preparation is like the key. So you just try and try again. Um, but then there's certain things. I might not make my own puff pastry just because it's such a... Or like phyllo pastry, just such a lengthy process. Yeah, I mean, you could just buy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's true. Yeah. Like that, okay. Uh, one person's made a comment. Love your work. Keep it up. Oh, thank you. Really nice comment. Um, what's your go-to comfort food? Comfort food. I love curry. Like, I really do. Obviously, I trained with Atal. He's a Michelin star Indian chef. And for me, like, naan bread, rice, curry... Love it. <laughs> What's your favourite curry? From like a, in, an Indian yeah, takeaway? Yeah, you know. I don't know, I like it spicy. But, um, like a lamb, maybe like a lamb rogan josh or... Ooh, depends nice. what mood I'm in. I, like, I do like a bit of a vindaloo. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think. What else, but it depends what mood I'm in because I'm so into food. <laughs> Other, like Italian food, like come on, like... If you were just sat with a massive bowl of spaghetti, <laughs> like a prawn linguine or something like that, Ooh, a glass of rose, so it's so hard for yeah. me because there's so much um, ultimate comfort food. But then the one thing I always look forward to is going home to my mum's cooking. Oh, mm. I'm lucky enough to eat out a lot. I've got a lot of friends with amazing restaurants. I cook a lot of my own food. I genuinely love going home. This is a nice one. And every time I go home, my mum makes me this lamb dansak. Mm-hmm. I've actually recipes available with M&S. There you um, go. One of mine. And every time I go home, I guarantee it will be on the table for me when I get in. Oh, and that is like just for my mum to cook me a bit of dinner. Sometimes that's, that's all I need. Do you, so I, I'm always used to having a starter's mains and dessert. Okay. Do you have a dessert or a starter? Is it, if you had a choice oh, between... Oh, a choice. Yeah. See, I'm the awkward one. I'll have a starter and a main, but I'll have a bite of your dessert. Yeah, I love like, my wife. Yeah. I, so my, get him off. Yeah, my dad, he'll order it and he'll go, Way best be two spoons then. Yeah. But he'll just order two and I'll eat the rest. But I don't have the biggest sweet tooth. Do you not? No, so you're a no. savoury man. Yeah, I'm a savoury so man. So if it was chocolate or crisps, you go for crisps? I, I, here's, this isn't... I don't know. I've not, I haven't had a bag of crisps for about... Since I was 14. What? I started training. Yeah. I haven't mentioned any of this, but I used to run competitively. I used to be... An you used to be a proper runner. athlete. Yeah. I've seen photos of you. Like, you look like a machine. Um, oh, thanks. And you say yeah. that abs are made in the kitchen. Hey, it's both. So, uh, abs are made in the kitchen with a bit of help in the gym and training. Yeah. But either way, I, I'm just not really into crisps. I'll have a few out of a sharing bag. But one day, I don't know what it was, I just went, do you know what? I'm never going to eat a bag of crisps again like a Monster Munch because they don't fill me up. They're not that good for you. And no. I've just, honestly, I've never had a bag since. Oh, you love those. Yeah. yeah. I hate crisps. They're, yeah. they're, they're, but I no, more savoury. I could go all day on savoury, but sweet, just that little bit of dark, really rich chocolate or something, and I'm done. I like that. Yeah. What is your... So uh, let's, let's, forget, let's get out of all the, you know, the high life and the cooking and yeah. everything else. What do you like to do in your spare time? What's your, oh, what's I, your go-to? I love nature. Yeah. I think I grew up in Northumberland and I took all of... I just live on the River Tyne. I live near Hadrian's Wall, so close to the Lake District. And you grow up and it's on your doorstep. Great. But I've really realised that like being in nature is so important to me. So spare time, if I can, I'll get off and do a hike in the countryside. Yeah. I just love being in the outdoors. I'm planning at the minute to go and do uh, a hike in the lakes with my dad. Nice. Um, what else do I like enjoying in my spare time? Obviously, I keep fit. Sports? I'm wanting to get into golf. Ooh, it's hard. Yeah. yeah, it's hard. But I'm going to do it properly and I want to get lessons yeah. and actually commit and 
do that, but I used to run competitively, so that was like a bit more than a hobby. Yeah. But I can't. I tore my patella tendon. I'd love to join mm. like a running club or something again, mm-hmm. but it would just damage my knee, to be honest. Not but maybe not worth it at the moment. Not worth cycling. It. Yeah, I do a lot. I don't cycle so much in London, yeah. just simply with the traffic and stuff. But keeping fit, I'm at the gym six days a week. <laughs> love getting out for a walk in the countryside. Do you feel? Do you feel the gym is good for your like mental health as massively. well? Massively. Yeah. Oh, mate. When I tore my patella tendon, I've gone from running six days a week, like really intense sessions with the track with the group to not running and I didn't realize how much I needed exercise in my life but I like to start every morning with a workout Mm. and I just think it really I know everyone says it but it sets you up for the day yeah and I think you feel good about yourself and I just think well it's people say how do you go to the gym it's weird I don't even think about it now the first thing I do when I get up I know I'm going to the gym because it's a habit yes and I think creating habits in your life is probably one of the keys to, to get into where you want to be. Creating good habits. Creating good habits. Absolutely. Yeah. Massive. Yeah. Like, this is a thing. People always say, like, it's, it's consistency, it's yeah, good habits. I love it. Yeah. Okay, so you get up in the morning, you yeah. go to the gym, yeah. you smash that out, you feel mentally good. Yeah. What are the negative, what part do you find maybe that you've ever struggled with? What's the sort of the part you've gone, ah, like, that's tough, but I'm doing this to sort of overcome it? Because you're a very positive person. Yeah. And people ask me the same question. I'm like, yeah. I just get on with it. Like, yeah. if, if it hits to be me, honest, just, I'm, just I'm, get on with it. I'm kind of the same. You've just got to, I don't know the old saying, keep calm and carry on. Just get on with it. And I think if you go through a tough time or whatever, you just think back to those moments, like I mentioned earlier with Atle when he ate the food, or I'll even, I might just open a DM from someone saying, Chris, you inspired me to cook this. And I think, no. It's because I've got such a real reason, passion and purpose of why Mm. I'm doing what I'm doing. Things can't be perfect every day. And do you know what? I've been through some really tough times. But because I've built a group of really close, strong friends, mentors, you get through it and you become a stronger person for it. 100%. Yeah. What advice would you give to any young guy looking to start their career in food or fitness, whatever it might be? Yeah, just... Uh, I would say, well, the thing that changed me is read Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Yeah. I read that every year. I started listening to podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, School of Greatness by Lewis Howes. Don't know if you know it. That's an awesome podcast. It's loads of interviews. Um, there's a podcast called The Positivity Podcast with Paul McKenna. Yes. He'd be awesome to get on here, actually. Okay. That's a fantastic one. But, like, reading books for me, was a game changer Yeah. because I didn't grow up with these mentors and things around me. And as you mentioned, you can almost get that from books. And um, just jump back in the question, what advice would I give to people? Mm. It's creating habits because so many decisions, like, for instance, what to wear the next day. If you've just, like, made a decision, do it the night before and just have a habit of, like, planning things properly. It's a good shout. People yeah. used to put their gym clothes... So if someone's looking to yeah. try and get into the gym or find yeah. motivation, they'd actually yeah. put their clothes out and what they're going to yeah. do the next day. And plan your days. That's a big one for me. So I don't just plan my work day. I've literally got it planned every night before I go to bed. I'll have it planned out. Like, 6 a.m. is going to be gym. And I'll even factor in, like, just literally everything. Yeah. Because for me, work is my life. So Love it's like, oh, here's a one. Um, people work so hard at their business. Mm-hmm. And for me, a great way to look at I'm quite a visual person. You've got a wheel, you've got spokes on it. And I've probably suffered from it initially where I put all of my energy into career, work, where I want to get to, which you've got to do. But then what happens is that other areas in your life 
can take a hit. So your relationships, your fun with your friends, your health. And because you're putting all of your energy, the wheel isn't going to turn around. Because there's one spoke out here, then it's going to have a clunk yeah. every time. So this is a big one. Like if you want to be a high, high performer, a high achiever, you've got to work at all areas of your life. Mm. I've spent a lot of time, I'll be honest, on my own because yeah. I've let relationships slip. Um, I haven't made as much effort to try and make, I don't know, loads of new friends. friends. Yeah. Yeah. So they were sacrificing. Yeah. They're sacrifices. But what you come to realize is if you want to be a high performer, you've got to be performing in all areas. It's yeah. no good having your business up there. Yeah. Um, and you'd be mentally depressed yeah. and not having that mental health hygiene. Yeah. Or, and yeah. the other one is like my fitness. Sometimes I might have gone through points where I've overdone it in the gym. Mm. It's a tough time. I'm going to train too hard. And then your body takes a hit for it. So work on all areas of your life and think that is what you want you want to be complete and what like your best self all yeah, the time all the time and i think people are like how do you define success or what do you want to achieve in life i kind of came with this on on my own and it's it's more of a feeling that you want rather than something that you something that you can hold and for me if you can go to bed every night feeling content and satisfied yeah that for me is success because if you can lie in bed and go do you know what? I'm content and satisfied with what I did today. What else do you need? Yeah, because it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you feel, if you have that, I think it's all about feeling. Yes. Over like... Monetary or yeah. possessions or I mean, anything like that. This is amazing. It comes with it. Don't get me wrong. We all want to enjoy life. Of course. But you've got to feel good. Um, I love that. Yeah. You've got to feel good. Yeah, you've got you to do. feel good. No one ever says that though. No one ever no. says like, you've got to feel good. Like, yeah. you know, success is feeling amazing. Yeah. Because success... Is all about how you feel. Yeah, like, that's it. It's how you feel. Yeah. You, you could have a million pounds or one pound, but yeah. that one person one pound could feel yeah. he's successful because he's doing something else. Yeah, it depends on what, what your, your motives are. Like some people are driven by money, but for, for like, what yeah. what three words then would you use? So you know you can okay. see one of mine up there. But yeah, what action. three words? Yeah, what three words would you use? Um, passion. Yeah. Persistence. Oof. And. I don't know, it's consistency mm-hmm. or maybe belief. Belief is belief, yeah. Like, Do you believe that you're going to achieve what yeah. you're going to achieve? I think I'm not a spiritual person or religious, but I've got a belief in what I'm doing. And I've, yeah, I, you've got to believe in what you're doing. You've got to be persistent and consistent. Yep. Two words there, because the amount of times where you can get a struggle, and honestly, so many people are just on the edge. Of making it, yeah, and they, oh, I'm going to give in. Like but, Abraham Lincoln, yeah, he went for pre- he, he applied for pre- he tried for president yeah. eight times, yeah, yeah, and yeah. on ninth yeah. time he succeeded. Most people would have given yeah. up, but if he gave up on the eighth, yeah. he would have failed. And but it's, honestly, it's like the small actions mm. that you take that add to the big thing. So this is a great one. If you've got a huge tree, right, and you've got someone hitting it with an axe, one shot's not going to take it down. They might stand there and have to hit it a thousand times. But that, that single action, the same small action that they did for the first chip, yep. will eventually be the same action that takes down that whole tree, yeah. which is the big break or whatever. So it's these small, daily, consistent actions that you've just got to keep on going. Love if you that. believe in what you're doing, it's just small, daily things. And that's why creating the habits of, let's say it's Instagram, create a post once a day. Yeah. Maybe reach out to someone once a day. Like a few posts or whatever once a day. And it's just small, daily, consistent actions, no matter what business you're in. I love I that. Think's key. And it's like gym, isn't it? Yeah. It's no good going once in the week, uh, doing, killing yourself, 
but it's actually just about going consistently over time. Yeah. So I think consistency, belief, persistence, and uh, passion. You've got to be passionate about what got, you're doing. You've got them all. Got why, them all. why are you doing it? Um, all right, so more of a, a person, another yeah. personal thing. If you were to have two people around for dinner, yeah. can't be your, your family, yeah. and, but they can be dead or alive. Okay. I know you've already had one at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a great, you've yeah. already fulfilled one of those, but who else would you have around for dinner? Or for a chat? <sighs> dead or alive, you said? Dead or alive can't be family members. Oh, can I say one? This I'll go back to the other two, but yeah. the one person that I would love to have around for dinner or to cook for now would be my granddad. Because oh, okay. he passed away when I was 16 years old. He didn't even get to see me pass my driving test. That was a gutter. Yeah. But either way, I just think he would be so proud because he was one of the people that inspired me. Because for an older guy, he used to be doing curries and he's got this broth that he used to make every uh, winter with like ham hock, pearl barley, so old school suet dumplings. Oh my God. And we used to, like, I can still smell that now, but... I wish I could cook for my granddad. Fair enough. I really do. All right. Um, but either way, two people, dead or alive. Cool. I always think it'd be quite nice to cook for David Beckham. <laughs> yeah. Because okay. I grew up, what, I used to be really into my football. Just watching him as an athlete, that would be phenomenal. Yeah. Um, who would your two be? Oh, Muhammad Ali. Yes, I uh, like that. Uh, Muhammad Ali, yeah. and I'd probably go for another sport. I love sports, yeah, so another sporting it. hero. But at the moment, probably Steven Gerrard, because yes. I, I love Steven Gerrard. It's a tough one, because I think if I had a bigger dinner party, I'd bring someone in on entertainment. Yeah. I'd have like, an athlete to talk about their stories. <laughs> like Frank Sinatra. Yeah, for a bit of music. <laughs> Frank Sinatra. I'd probably have like, Mickey Flanagan to do a bit of comedy, <laughs> to keep the banter going. Um, oh, I don't know. See, do you know what I've just noticed yeah. here already? See... I've given him two options, yeah. but he's thinking, no, I want more. Yeah. I want someone for the entertainment. I, that, yeah, your vision yeah. is way bigger than what somebody else yeah. is telling you. you. Someone's saying, you've got two. You've gone, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. I, don't need, I don't just want two. Yeah, I want right. 20 options. For different reasons as well. Yeah. That's the best, almost the best answer I've yeah. had. And do you know oh, why? Right. Because almost, you've basically just said, yeah. why, why should I, why should yeah, I have yeah, two? Yeah, yeah. I want yeah. more than that. Yeah. Love that. Just some other advice. We were chatting off the camera earlier and it's like, and just probably the dinner party brought it up because I would have, uh, say, I don't know, Frank Sinatra for music, Mickey Flanagan. And you might think, oh, great, I'd dream, I'd love to do that. But actually, I mean, if they're all alive, why not? Yeah. Because I tell you, just don't be scared to ask for things. Mm-hmm. You, advice for people starting out on their journey. Instagram, now you can connect with whoever you want. <laughs> Anyone. And if you can't connect with them, there'll be someone else that can. And it's don't be scared to ask for information. If someone you want to be contacting people that have maybe done what you've done yeah. but also always be willing to give back like yes. for me I never go to someone and say oh I want this from you ever it's more like what can I do for you do favours for people do things for free um, show your worth and if you really love what you do you won't mind doing that like 100%. it's the way to go that's, that's showing the value if you yeah. can do, give something for free like people yeah. always go go back to Chris Chris Chris, Chris. Yeah. they always come back to you yeah. they always come back to you in another way yeah 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 I love that Guys, we've had Chris Baber yeah. oh. on the couch, on the studio. Yeah. All of your details will be below. Oh, we'll share all the MS recipes. Yeah, oh, perfect. Everything will be below. Yeah. If you've liked the content, give it yeah. a thumbs up. Give it a comment. Uh, we're going to go out for dinner yeah. some, sometime yeah, soon, so we'll, we'll keep you guys posted. Mate, I would love to come back on this and do like, I don't know, I feel like I'm just getting started. Yeah, you so, are. Um, you're, you're on that hockey stick. Yeah. So you're just, you're literally just about to spike. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you yeah. haven't reached your full potential yeah. yet for sure. I mean, but you're I doing th- amazing things. But I think we could go into some amazing personal development stuff together as yeah. well. So we'll have to come back and do that. Amazing. Brilliant. Chris. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Love Thanks that. a lot. Take care.